Funding for WPLN News comes from you, our listeners, and Bernstein Private Wealth, working with creators and innovators to invest with intention and build the legacy they want to leave behind. More at Bernstein.com. I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. It's not lost on anyone that our city is changing right before our eyes. Development is happening at a rate that's hard to even comprehend. It tends to follow a pattern. A property is sold. Buildings are torn down. Something new goes up. Wash, rinse, repeat. So where does the community come in? Later this hour, we'll zoom in on one proposed development in the Bellmead area, the Bellmead Plaza to be exact. What's the plan for this historic outdoor shopping center? How are community members feeling? And what's next? Tweet us your questions at This Is Nashville, and we'll get to them after this segment. Because yes, it is time for At Us. Each week, we take time to read the comments so you don't have to. Yes, I am encouraging you to literally at us on Twitter, at us at This Is Nashville on Instagram, and at This Is Nashville underscore WPLN. Uh, joining me now with a look back at the past week is our digital lead, Anna Gallegos Cannon. Hey, Anna, how are you? Hey, Khalil. It's good to be back in studio after a week away. Yeah. So good to have you with us every time. So tell us, what is on our listeners' minds this week? Well, dry down January officially ended yesterday. Oh, my God. It's already February, huh? Yeah, part of me doesn't believe it, but I saw the calendar. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> dry January may be over, but listener Elise has some recommendations uh, for mocktail drinkers, hmm. she tweeted at us saying, quote, I found Nashville bartenders very open to mocktails. Most asked for taste suggestions like sweet, gingery, bitter. Special shout out to Cafe Rose and Etch for outstanding co concoctions. Mm -hmm. um, and for anyone who actually prefers to be their own bartender, Elise suggested the non-alcoholic spirits by Seedlip. She wrote, quote, Seedlip Spice 94 plus Fever Tree Ginger Beer Mixer and a Lime Twist cannot be beat. And you know what? I do like a good cocktail, but I have to give these a try. They'll sound really good. Maybe I'll have a damp February, <laughs> potentially. Okay, so, you know, I know folks have been talking about yesterday's episode on the state of the blues in Nashville, right? Yes, we had quite a few music lovers reach out to us, mm -hmm. um, like LJ, or AKA Cleft Music on Twitter, who said, quote, Marion James is a great example of the depth of Nashville's music culture, yet separate worlds of business and even local awareness. It's thankfully changing, but your guest, Ron Wynn, mm -hmm. is spot on. Its legacy here deserves as much attention as country music. And also on Twitter, Kate Fisher suggested that locals check out the Jefferson Street Sounds Museum that's locally owned and curated by Lorenzo Washington. Now, that museum also has the last remaining pieces of the historic New Era Club, mm -hmm. which was one of North Nashville's most famous stages back in the day. Our senior producer, Steve Harouche, interviewed Lorenzo for, Lorenzo for a feature on the New Era Club, which you can find on our website at thisisnashville.org. What else we got? So this is a little bit of a throwback, but a few weeks ago, we did an episode about divorce. And one thing that we asked our guest is about, you know, how there's still shame and taboo surrounding divorce, despite it being, you know, something a lot of folks go through. Mm -hmm. 
um, our Instagram followers shared their own experience on that topic. So Sasha left us a comment saying, quote, I was divorced and I was divorced and it was grand. So glad that I walked away from my toxic ex-husband. He was not a horrible person, but he was not for me. There's no shame in divorce. It can be liberating. Mm -hmm. And listener Kate also shared a similar sentiment. She wrote in saying, quote, it can be hard to walk away from someone you thought you'd spend forever with. However, sometimes you marry someone and see their true colors and they end up cheating on you and betraying your family. It's okay and liberating to walk away from someone who didn't treat you the way you deserved. Divorce can be a great thing, exclamation part. Okay, those are very interesting and strong perspectives. All right, Mm -hmm. so before you go, we have a request for our listeners, right? Of course. I can't leave the studio without, you know, asking listeners for their contributions. So next Thursday, which is February 8th, we've got a special Citizen Nashville episode about evictions planned. So we're hoping to hear from listeners who have been evicted from their homes or apartments in Middle Tennessee. We want to hear your personal experience. And we're also soliciting questions, you know, any of our listeners may have about evictions. And uh, you can find the form to submit your stories or questions at thisisnashville.org. That is our digital lead, Anna Gallegos Cannon. Thank you for this roundup, Anna. We'll see you soon. Of course. And our listeners know where to find me online. Don't forget to add us on Twitter and Instagram. Let's keep the comments coming. Also, fill out our community survey to let us know what topics you want us to cover at thisisnashville.org. It's super easy and quick and helps us produce shows with your needs and interests in mind. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to invite the developer into the conversation alongside community members to talk about the proposed redevelopment of the Bellmead Plaza. And we want to hear from you. What questions do you have about the Bellmead Plaza? Tweet us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. As we all know, our city is changing rapidly. Development seems to be happening at every turn, and sometimes it's so fast, there's not time, pardon me, there's not time for us to really get to know what this means for us, for our children, our schools, our daily commute. That's why we like to take opportunities to zoom in on one development project in our town, whether it's already underway or still just a proposal on the table to dedicate our show to bringing all the stakeholders together with city officials and developers. Because if you know us, you know we love bringing people together to talk across their differences and giving our officials a chance to hear directly from their constituents. Today, we're zooming in on Bellmead Plaza. It's garnering a lot of attention these days. The the roughly 60-year-old strip mall off Harding Place may soon be undergoing a pretty big facelift. A new development plan for the property has been proposed by AJ Capital Partners, the same company that developed the Soho House in Wedgwood, Houston. Today, we're going to learn more about that plan and hear how community members are feeling about it. I'd like to introduce community members Trish Bolian and Kate Parrish and the Senior Vice President at AJ Capital Partners, Jack Richmond. Thank you all for being here. Welcome to This is Nashville. Thank you. Thanks for having us. 
Good to be here. Really, really great to have you. And we want to hear from you, our listeners, as well. So tweet us at This Is Nashville with your comments, questions, and concerns. Now, Jack, let's start off with the basics. What is sure. the plan to develop Bellmead Plaza? Sure. So uh, we're really excited for the opportunity to look at uh, bringing new life to this, this shopping center. Um, we proposed our initial uh, SP filing with the city on uh, December 28th. Uh, and since then, so it's a mixed-use program featuring uh, retail shops and restaurants, apartments, uh, condos, and a small hotel program. Um, since we since we submitted the initial SP, we've been working with the community to get feedback on the initial proposal um, and are excited to incorporate that into uh, the next round of, of uh, information on the program that we'll be able to release here um, in the coming weeks. So tell me, what do you hope this will bring to the area? Sure. So... Um, this, this shopping center, it dates back to the 1960s as, uh, anyone who's get driven by there knows it's, um, a little bit run down and it could use some, use some work. So we're excited to create a more walkable, livable community, um, here on this, this 10 acre site, um, bet- between the, uh, the walkability and the, the green space we're able to, that we've proposed in our, in our project, um, kind of taking the existing site from a field of asphalt, uh, and rooftops to, a real community amenity. And one of the coolest things we're, we're um, committed to doing here is daylighting the creek. Uh, you may not know this, but there's a creek that runs directly underneath the Kroger. So uh, it's kind of confusing how they're able to do this back in the 60s, but there's a creek that is under aisle seven as you walk through Kroger. Hmm. Um, and part of our plan is to daylight that creek, uh, take it from an afterthought and under the buildings into a real amenity for the development in the city um, with, some, with some nice walking paths, dog parks, and that sort of thing. All right, so let's bring in our community members. Kate, I'll start with you. You live in Sylvan Park, which is really just used to be, you know, north of Bellmead Plaza. I'm curious, when did you first find out about the develop, redevelopment plan? I got an email from um, District 24 Councilwoman Kathleen Murphy with a notification that there would be a community meeting being held at MBA on um, January 5th. That was the first that I heard of it. What was your initial reaction as you read that email? What? <laughs> like mm. that was my that was my reaction is, um, what is this and and how is this going before the Metro Planning Commission on February 9th and today is January fifth? This is a huge development. So I just went in really confused and curious to hear what was being proposed with uh, such a short turnaround time. Well, tell me, you know, you've read the plan, you've looked through it. What do you like about the plan? Well, I love the fact that we aren't going to have just this big concrete asphalt pad anymore. Um, So I I don't know, maybe you said this in the upfront, but we're talking about the intersection of Harding Road and Whitebridge Mm-hmm. road where it turns into Woodmont. So hugely, hugely congested area already. So um, I'm excited about something going in there, something that is uh, supporting what the community already needs and wants, and hopefully um, adding some of those things in that we don't have or that we would like to see. Um, I think access to the creek will be great excited about that. I don't think that there's any opposition at all to this plan being, or to this um, 
to the plaza being redeveloped. It's the zoning that there is so much concern about. Well, what do you, what are your greatest concerns? Well, first, I want to just say that Belmead Plaza is a bit of a misnomer. It's actually not in Belmead. Um, we're talking about District 24 um, and District 23, which is Hillwood and Westmead and Belmead. But um, it's not, <laughs> it's part of the West Nashville plan. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to clear that up first because um, I think that can be a little bit confusing. Um, but the concerns are that that particular intersection is already so congested. It's one of the worst intersections in Nashville. It has been for decades. And what AJ Capital is wanting to do under their zoning is go up to 15 stories across four residential buildings, hotel, and diminished retail. So you're talking about piling on tons and tons of density, which comes with cars, which comes with traffic, which comes with being underparked, and that's going to pile onto a problem that already doesn't have any solutions for it. And it goes back to the larger issue here, which is development in Nashville is run by developers. The people are brought in way too late in the game. We're brought in at the end of the conversation rather than the beginning. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you for, for expressing your concerns. Now, Trish, what about you? Tell me first, how did you initially learn about the plan? <clears throat> Well, first, let me say that I have been a resident of Hillwood living in the same house for 32 years. So um, this whole uh, potential development's kind of in our front yard. Um, the way that I found out was that I went to a meeting uh, about St. Thomas implementing after many years an SP that had been approved and hammered out over a period of, I think I recall, five years that I worked on that one uh, to create um, changes at St. Thomas. And there was a follow-up <clears throat> there. And uh, in the Q&A se segment, somebody asked Jimmy Granberry, who's the CEO of H.G. Uh, Hill Realty, well, what about what just came out in the paper today about Belmead Plaza? And I'm thinking I'd had a busy day. I didn't know what had come out. Mm. So then they, people started talking about Belmead Plaza, and I thought, well, this is interesting. It's in my front yard, and I haven't heard anything. So that was my first introduction to Something was going to happen. Okay, so um, you've lived in Hillwood for three over three decades. You've seen a lot of change correct. over this time. What, oh, much. What, what, tell me, what were your thoughts about this redevelopment plan for Bellmead Plaza? Well, let, let me preface, let me, let me answer that in a little roundabout way. I was at a meeting at St. Thomas on a project that I had been involved in for many years to help work through flooding issues, building and whatever on that corner. I had just been working on and spent a lot of 
time trying to gather a lot of facts under a proposal that had just popped in on Post and uh, White Ridge Road, which for our, our neighborhood would have phenomenal impact in a negative way. So I had, was just devoting a lot of effort to getting that going. And then I found out about Bellmead Plaza. Uh, so it's like, oh my gosh, all three of these are huge, enormous projects uh, that, you know, are, are they going to be going on at the same time? Mm. At a, a just described an intersection that's a nightmare. Um, but to answer your question, what was my reaction? Um, immediately, no surprise, I think that that um, shopping center is in great need of being updated. The What I found out in terms of what they proposed uh, has concerned me in several different areas one that Kate mentioned, which is density and height, um, and the other, and where I have spent the last week and a half uh, trying to get better informed and better understand um, the uh, impact so I can feed what I can um, confirm or try to sleuth out more information is about the impact to the creek Mm. Um, I per personally participated in the whole West Nashville plan of peace. I participated when that came became part of Nashville Next. I was participant to the St. Thomas SP, mm -hmm. and every single one of those talked about flooding and Richland Creek. So it is something that has been meandering, so to speak, in all of these discussions that I have been in for lo these many years. Okay. So, so you know, there have been, excuse me real quick, there's, you know, there's been four meetings that have been open to the community to discuss this plan. There were three in person, there was one online. Did you both attend those meetings, Kate? I didn't know about the first one. Very few people did. The first one was held on December 21st, which is um, a common strategic move is to put a zoning proposal through or any big proposal through um, the week of Christmas. We were not given notification by our councilwoman of this meeting um, by email. Some people received postcards. I was not one of those people. Um, so no, I was not at the first one, but have um, watched the video and there's, uh, it's very sparsely attended. Um, I was at the second one. I spoke at the second one. The third one was not a community meeting. It was an informational meeting about how traffic studies are conducted that was hosted by NDOT and KCI. Um, NDOT and AJ Capital both share that traffic engineering firm. So we have... Um, the engineering firm working for the city and working for the developer. Um, we were not allowed to ask questions um, about the Bellmead Plaza project, the rezoning project. We were broken up into groups. There are about 450 of us um, where we had in-dot representatives there to help us draw on big maps about what our problems with traffic were. Um, 
the last meeting, which was Monday night, was a virtual meeting, and it was similar to the NDOT presentation in that it was the planning version of it. Let's give you this. So again, we've had two meetings to talk about the proposal, and we've had two meetings to talk about mm. planning and traffic, but not about Bellmead Plaza. Okay. No, I just want to say that we're going to have the council member into the next segment and if you're just tuning in, this is Nashville, and I'm your host, Khalil Colonna. We're talking this hour about the proposed plan to redevelop Bellmead Plaza. Join the conversation and tweet us your thoughts at This Is Nashville. Now, Jack, I'd like to give you a chance to respond to some of what you just heard. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think it's no secret to everybody who's driven around there that traffic is, is an issue and has been for a long time. Um, for our mix of uses, one of the benefits that we can bring is our traffic study shows the, a 40% decrease at peak, uh, at peak times or throughout the day um, to the existing current use. So it's similar at peak times, but overall this mix of uses will result in less traffic from our site. Um, but to the point about the, the last meeting, I think um, there's a holistic look at all the stuff that is going on uh, proposed and in existence along Harding Pike and, and Whitebridge and um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what NDOT can can provide in terms of s some improvements there, because I think traffic is something that everyone is aware can can be improved upon. Now, now how would the plan invest the environmental concerns that Trish raised? Sure. So um, the creek is you know one of the key uh, aspects of our plan, and we've got a number of consultants, engineers, uh, experts who on, on this creek um, who who will be. Uh, a key part of the process as we move forward and understanding exactly what the best practices are to to restore, revitalize this creek and make it a community amenity um, on the on the site, whereas today it's it's an afterthought. Now, Kate was just mentioning how she received or didn't receive information about these meetings from her council member. Tell me, what steps have AJ Capital taken to really take the community's input into account? And sure, sure. Throughout these meetings, um, um, there's it's been a, a long it's a long process. We've, we've we filed our uh, submission uh, before the end of last year, and have since been receiving a lot of community feedback. And um, it's it's um, been, there's been a lot of good feedback, and we're working through how to implement that and actively uh, working through our initial proposal to uh, improve it based on the impact the uh, input from the community. So um, it's a it's an ongoing process, and when we are able to you know complete all that incorporation of the community feedback. I'm excited to be able to share that, and, and hopefully that'll um, address a lot of the concerns. You know, this is something that's really going to affect a lot of people um, who live there and folks who take the commute past there every day. Sure. How important is it for you and AJ Capital to really work with neighborhood associations when taking on developments of this size and scope? Oh, it's very important. Um, you know, we, we are we're based here in Nashville in, in Wedgwood, Houston, um, and so I think everyone is aware that there something needs to happen at this shopping center and you know we would we're, we're excited for the opportunity to be the ones to do it because we think that our background our history we we love projects like this special um special places in the community in the neighborhood uh we've been working on the may hosiery uh mill project in wedgwood houston for uh several years now and um so this is this is something that we get excited about and the stuff that we like to do kate your response um <laughs> well I want to just call out a couple of things that um, that Jack just said. Um, there has not been communication with the neighborhood associations. I know of maybe two 
that have been reached out to, um, the neighbors, the neighborhood associations got together several weeks ago and drafted and submitted a letter to Councilwoman Murphy outlining our concerns with this project. Um, since then, to this day, right now, this is the very first time that a public community member in the district that will be affected has gotten to ask questions and present concerns directly to the developer and to our councilwoman. That's absurd. That makes no sense. We're not being listened to. We're not being invited into the conversation. The community meetings that we had were not communi community meetings. They were sales pitches. They were presentations by the developer where we were not given any answers. The other two meetings were purely educational. They're not talking to us. They don't care what we think. And if they do, why did it take a radio show to get them to talk to us? It does not look good. I have said this publicly and privately over and over and over again to our councilwoman, to AJ Capital. You're not talking to us, and that makes you look bad. We've got some. Trish, t tell me real quick, what are your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> certainly I agree with Kate. Um, I, I have yet to be uh, asked for my input. Um, I do not feel that the neighborhoods have been given an opportunity to give input. I've been involved over, I've, I've committed myself as a volunteer. I've worked in community efforts to protect all of Nashville neighborhoods for over 15 years. And I've never participated in one like this. Um, there has been to date no inquiry, just to, as a one example, of what is it that the neighborhood would like to see put at this corner? It's a very vital, it's not even a corner. I, that's one thing I need to state. This this um, Belmy Plaza is not at the corner of Harding Road and Whitebridge Road. You cannot get to Whitebridge Road. It's very landlocked. You have to go out onto Harding Road and go to the infamous intersection at Whitebridge and Harding. But this is a landlocked area by the bluff that creates the uh, the area by Hillwood Bridge, the railroad track, the creek, and then Harding Road, and you cannot access Whitebridge Road. That being said, it's very, very critical, I think, that the first thing you want to do is say to people who live in the area, there are multiple neighborhoods affected by this, we're, we're thinking about doing something new. This is what we're thinking. What might you like to see here? That question has never been asked to date. Well, and that's We just got a listener question. Jack, we've got a listener question for, for you. Quote, why is the scale so massive? Do you realize that if your plan was to remodel BMP, keep the businesses, keep the beloved businesses and just add a condo slash apartment, maybe max at 50, that you would get zero pushback. It's a complete fail. It simply erases a beloved area. 
you know, how, how do you respond to that when people asking for, you know, a smaller scale of a project? Sure. Well, I mean, it's a, it's an important site. It's, it's a large scale site. And to be able to, um, like I mentioned that the existing buildings are in the Creek way, like you could not build in that way today. And so in order to, um, do the Creek walk to add this green space, take it from 89% asphalt to over 60% green space. Um, that's kind of the ask there on the rezoning for some more density and more uses in the current SP. Um, and under the current zoning, uh, someone could just add um, a large scale additional, much more retail. Um, so that's something that's something that we're interested in. That's why we've asked for this mix of uses in the, in the SP. Um, but Theoretically, someone else, and this is why we are excited about the site, we think that we can accomplish what, um, what would be great for the neighborhood and community here. Um, but someone else theoretically could just add a bunch more retail that would have all these uh, traffic issues, you know, under the current zoning. Okay, after the break, we are going to have the council member into the conversation. So, Trish, what questions do you have for her? When might we have a true community meeting where people are able to ask questions, get answers, and provide input, and delineate how they feel about this proposal and what they would like to see in this area? Tell me, what, what is your hope for the area, regardless of whether this proposal goes through? Regardless of whether this proposal goes through, I think that the, and Kroger has stated uh, that they, after all of this, they are planning to relocate anyway. That gives an opportunity since Kroger is built over Richland Creek, that gives this city, regardless of what gets built in this site, it gives this city a golden opportunity to get that building removed and how it gets removed is is something I've spent my morning focused on. It's a very old building. It's a massive building. How can that, how will that be safely um, removed over an already, um, shall we say, demised creek that has had just a whole lot of things done to it. Um, I think that sunlight into this area of the creek will enhance the creek in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, I am uh, concerned about some of the steel being barriers and the concrete how the, that are going to be left there, how that's going to impact all of that. Those are some of how I've spent my morning um, in conversations with others. But in answer to your question, the biggest thing I think that will happen immediately um, is the restoration just by the removal of a building over it of a lot of Richland Creek uh, is a great opportunity. Okay. And then from that, we oh. have to have discussions we, about... We're going to have to end it here. I really apologize. That is longtime Hillwood resident Trish Bolian. Oh, Trish, thank you so much for being with us. Jack Richmond from AJ Capital Partners and Kate Parrish will stick with us through the break. 
When we come back, we'll invite District 24 Metro Council member Kathleen Murphy, Murphy into the conversation about the future of the Bellmead Plaza. And join us, and with your questions, tweet us in at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. Colona, and this is Nashville. This hour, we're zooming in on one proposed development in our city, the redevelopment of Bellmead Plaza. It's a 60-year-old strip mall at the corner of Harding and Whitebridge. AJ Capital Partners has proposed raising the old structure to make way for a multi-use residential retail and hotel property. Now, before the break, we learned more about the proposal and invited a few community members to share their questions and comments, kind of like this one that we got from Neil, who writes us on Twitter. This is a great-looking project to start off a transit-oriented hub for the area would love to see more homes added to the mix that include workforce housing. Now, you can get your comments and tweets in. Just tweet us at This Is Nashville. Now, I'd like to welcome their representative, Councilmember Kathleen Murphy, represents District 24, where Bell Mead Plaza is located. Councilmember, thank you very much for being with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate you being here. So, you know, I understand that you've held four community meetings about Bellmead Plaza. What was the goal for those meetings? Sure. So our first meeting in December, and, you know, this is what happens with a lot of projects is it is difficult to schedule community meetings, um, given timing and council meetings and planning commission meetings and things like that. This was also a project that had certain constraints of their own and their own timeline, but I wanted to get it out to the to to neighbors, you know, before they filed at the planning commission. And so just like many meetings, um, we have the developers work with the council office and the developers send out postcards to the list that the council office gives them to the immediate neighbors. And then I also posted it um, on social media that the meeting was coming up. And so that feedback was um, there were lots of good questions asked and we went over the plan. And then we've had had um, then another community meeting at MBA, which had many, many more people um, as expected because a lot of people shop and use this retail space. And so we had um, probably almost 400 people there. And so it was a presentation by the developers, which is typical. It is typical to have them explain their project. And then I, I, tried to work around the the cafeteria there to have questions and answers um, from the community and let the community give feedback and comments to the uh, to the development team. I also have set up a form for people to send me feedback there. That way it doesn't get necessarily lost in my emails with all the other um, legislative proposals going on right now, but mm -hmm. so I could have them in one place and read those. And then really the traffic meeting that we had, we had hoped, I had hoped to discuss the Bellmead Plaza traffic plan, but NDOT that week reached out and said, you know, we really need more information before we can accept this plan. Let's do a listening session. And quite honestly, to be able to have a listening session about one of the worst intersections in West Nashville was 
greatly needed, long past needed. And so I know some people had mixed feelings about it, but we got a lot of information from that, that NDOT is still reviewing. And I think it will take a little bit more time. And then I did because there were so many questions about what can be built by right there. What are the existing land use entitlements? What does the community policy say? I held this week a virtual meeting with planning staff to just go over kind of what those plans are. What does Nashville Next say? Because Nashville Next is our planning and land use document. It is what Nashvillians have come together to say, this is what we want here. This is not what we want there. Okay, that so, is what so commission you've, had, you've had four meetings. You've had planning meetings. Yeah. What have you been hearing from your constituents about the plan for Bellmead Plaza? Overwhelming the concern is about traffic and the traffic in that intersection. And it is, I think a lot of people are having trouble even thinking about the proposal because that traffic is just so terrible. And then like me, there are a lot of people concerned about the density, the number of units, um, the bed count, the door count, um, and the overall height. Um, it is concerning to me and to my constituents that it is maxing out the height and it does have a whole lot of of units proposed for that site. Well, and so those are the things that that I've expressed to AJ Capital. The neighbors have expressed to AJ Capital and they have told me they are you know reworking their plan currently. Also parking. Parking came up too and and they've also have indicated to me that they're working on their parking count. So that will be presented at the next community meeting is their updates based on feedback. So tell me this, what, as a council member, what can you do with the feedback you get from the community about plans in the Bellmead Plaza and plans similar? What can you do with that information other than just listen? Well, I, I pass it along to the development team. I pass it along to the planning staff. Um, the planning staff is great at sometimes um, taking what my concerns are and my neighbor's concerns are and kind of translating that into developer language of they're concerned about this impact. So that means if you make these changes in your design, that impact may or may not go away, right? So the planning staff is so helpful. Um, and I share, I, I talk a lot with them about that. And then sharing with the development team, you know, there are several conversations where I say, y'all, they just, we, we can't have that height. And I told them from the beginning, the height is too high. Um, you know, let's, you need to keep working on that unit count very high. So, so sharing that with them, they will have revisions on that and, and present that to the community. Now I know that some people will never support this and some people will support it no matter what. And so my job is to listen to both sides, communicate that to, to make the project better if possible and if the project can't get better or it no longer listens and is reflecting the feedback of the community, then it's not going to gain my support. OK, well, Jack Richmond from AJ Capital is there. Jack, you know, what changes have you all made so far since the feedback that the council member Murphy was just referring to? Yeah, I think that was a great summary of, of where we are. We're, we're going through all these comments that we've received from the community members, from the council member, from the planning staff. 
and working on that revised program. So it's not ready yet, but um, we'll be able to share that at the upcoming community meeting and communicate all the changes that we made in response to these comments. Now, council member, you know, people may not understand the entire process of development projects like this one. And not everybody gets the inside perspective like our council members. You sat on the planning commission for two years. Can you quickly and briefly explain, explain how the process works in plain language? Sure. And and I will say this with a caveat that every council member does handle things a little differently, right? Um, but typically when there is a new development to be proposed, developers either go to the planning commission and make the application, or if they're smart, they talk to the council member first to, to get their knee-jerk reaction. And then feedback is given by the council member and planning staff. Um, and then typically a community meeting is scheduled from there. Um, there could be five community meetings, there could be 10 community meetings, there could be just one at a neighborhood association. It really varies depending on the community and how big the project is. And then it goes to the planning commission for um, for a public hearing. And that is really up to the developer when they go to the planning commission. They're given a date and they can defer it and things like that. But so they go to the planning commission. The planning commission makes a recommendation. So if they if the planning commission approves the plan, it goes to the council where there's another public hearing. And if it's an approved by the planning commission, it only needs 21 votes on final reading. If it's a disapproved um, proposal from the planning commission, then it needs 27 votes at the council. But again, there's public hearings at both the planning commission and the council. And I have not and will not take disapproved bills to to the council. So if the planning commission who are the planning, you know, they're supposed to be our planning experts and and give us guidance. If they don't think it's a good plan, then I'm not taking it to council. Now, resident Kate Parrish is still with us. She mentioned earlier that neighborhood associations put together a letter with their concerns. Council member Murphy, what did you take away from that letter? I took away that that letter contained a lot of the concerns that that I was hearing from others and concerns and questions that I still have myself of the development. You know, it, the development is still in its early phases and ha does, hasn't done its full engineering and things. And so I still have questions out to the stormwater department and to public works about various things. Um, and I think it's, you know, it, it takes time to get those responses back from from staff and and also to get that kind of those types of concerns to the developer so they can make changes in their plan. And now, ultimately, if they don't make changes, then then they're not going to get any more support. Now, Kate, what questions do you have for your council member right now? I have so many. I posted 54 of them on Sunday to the next door, which is just <laughs> personally humiliating that that's where the conversation is taking place since next door is kind of a dumpster fire of a social media app. But I have so many questions. Where is the transparency? Why are we being brought into the conversation so late in the game? Why were meetings scheduled the week of Christmas? Why haven't we been asked for our feedback in a public forum with media present? Why doesn't AJ Capital build under the current MUL zoning where they can already do everything that they want to do? Residential, hotel, 
and retail they can do under the current mixed-use limited zoning that Bellamy Plaza already has. Your earlier question that you posed to Jack about why this rezoning, it's money. It's money. If you don't build up, 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 you're not going to make your investment back. That is a very, very expensive piece of property. And the owner of that property, who also happens to be the owner, former owner of the May Hosiery complex that AJ Capital now owns, is not going to sell that if it's not going to get him top dollar. AJ Capital is not going to buy it if they can't get their investment back. We are missing the point of the larger conversation here, which is this is a money grab that is to the detriment of the existing communities. We are not being asked what we think. We're being driven to a Google contact form, which will not go on public record. We're being asked to show up to community meetings where we are said, we are told, you cannot ask questions. You cannot. You know, uh, what you're saying is kind of a question a lot of Nashvilleans have about who is the city more dedicated dedicated to, uh, residents or developers? You know, and I, I want to give both Jack, you and, and Councilmember Murphy a chance to answer, you know, and to respond to that. Councilmember Murphy, how do you respond to what one of your constituents, what her concerns are? Sure. Um, in the meetings that we held about the actual proposal, where the proposal was presented, there were question and answer times there. Now, the traffic engineer wasn't at um, one of the meetings and the traffic study wasn't done. So we couldn't really ask questions about that, and which is why we were scheduling one about traffic and we'll schedule one about traffic when that report and recommendations are back. But that is what the the process has been is that you they they present what their project is and then we ask questions. And quite frankly, when we've got 400 plus people in a room, that takes more than one meeting to get around and, and give everybody a chance to talk. And so that's why we've got more meetings scheduled um, and and we'll have as many meetings as it takes. Meetings can happen up until the, you know, the end of the term if necessary. You know, but it, it my, my question yeah. is, does it seems like from what Kate's expressing and everybody talking about the process, it seems like things happen pretty expeditiously. There's a few meetings out there, but then the development project has to go on. You know, so Jack, let me ask you, can AJ Capital really invest the time that it takes to not only be clear with the city as far as the plan is involved, but with constituents and residents like Kate, like Trish? Can you all extend the period of time that you have planned for the project to make sure that their concerns have been heard, listened to, and there's action taken? Well, you know, we've really gotten a lot out of this community process and this community input. And when we think about a project like this, you know, this is something that uh, will stand the test of time. It's a, we think of this as a hundred year project. So incorporating those projects is not a quick, uh, incorporating these comments is not a quick turnaround. So, you know, we're excited to, to share the feedback that, that, that we've incorporated in the next round at the next community meeting. Um, and, and, you know, look, look forward to additional input from the community as we continue to move forward in the process. Now we found this thread on Reddit where folks were discussing the proposal. One Reddit user wrote, I really like this plan. The Harding slash Whitebridge slash Charlotte area needs new development like yesterday. I could see it becoming a high end competitor to Green Hills fairly easily if it's done well. Jack, is that the hope you have? 
Um, you know, we hope that this this project takes what is clearly an underutilized site in the community now to create a real livable, walkable um, community amenity with a creek walk, with some a retail village that has a lot more options for the um, for the neighbors, for visitors. Uh, so we think it can be a great a great retail opportunity, a great development for for the neighborhood. What can what can developers do better to really communicate what their what their mission is with community members who a lot of people in Nashville are concerned about development taking over the city and not being listened to. I, I know you work with AJ Capital, but I'm asking you to speak for the industry in, as a whole. Sure. What can be done to really communicate and be honest with the people of Nashville? I think this community process is a great way to do so. I mean, we were taking in all these all these comments, but you know, we're we're based here in Nashville. We're a local firm. We have a lot of people here um, who are members of the community, and so you know, we we take all this to heart, and this is where we live, and that's why we're that's why we are um, taking on this opportunity to to bring something to to the community and. Uh, work together to move this forward. Council Member Murphy, what are your most immediate next steps? My most immediate next steps is to just continue to read my constituents' feedback um, and and gather information from the various departments. And then I believe we have it set for February 15th to have our next meeting. I am um, in the process of confirming location and we'll get that out as soon as we have it, because I think, you know, that next round of of changes is going to be a game changer here. If AJ Capital has not responded to the feedback I've given them, planning's given them, but most importantly, my constituents have given them, then it, you know, their uphill battle just got a lot steeper because ultimately I'm not going to be able to support anything that doesn't continue to listen to feedback as the process goes on. So so they have a they have a big opportunity um, or I guess a fork in the road on the 15th to either present something that reflects what the community has told them they'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, if they stop taking feedback, then, you know, it's I'm not going to waste my time, my constituents time. I mean, my time working for my constituents, but my constituents time or or AJ Capitals is just not worth it. We're going to have to end it here. I really appreciate you all coming in and having this conversation. That was District 24 Council Member Kathleen Murphy. She was joined by Sylvan Park resident Kate Parrish and Jack Richmond of AJ Capital Partners. An important conversation. Let's hope we can have more. We want to thank everyone who tuned in this hour. This is Nashville as a production of WPLN News and Nashville Public Radio. Listen back at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Our producers are Steve Harouche, Rose Gilbert, and Magnolia McKay. Our digital lead is Anna Gallegos-Cannon. Michaela Elias is our technical director. Our executive producer is Andrea Tudhope. The masterminds behind our theme music are LaRange and Namir Blade. And don't forget, the conversation doesn't end here. Tweet us your questions at This Is Nashville. Find us on Instagram and let us know what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil Lake Colonna. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And be good to each other.